This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, host of Dolphin Financial Radio. Co-hosting with me is Tony Shore. Tony, today's topic, I'm not going to tell you what today's topic is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh. get to that in a minute, but we are recording on video for the first time. We're changing this. We're trying to get out of 2020. Starting 2021, actually starting now, we're going to be doing video and we're going to start pushing this live and also on the podcast so if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see tony and i interact we now have cameras we've entered 2021 why would they want that that's my question <laughs> hey because i'm going to be putting up some new features such as uh i'm, I'm gonna be able to share my screen and share some ideas and thoughts on that's awesome the video so this will be fun yeah so let's get right into it today's show tony i'm gonna yeah. say this um i bet you didn't know it but I'm a pizza lover too. And if you <laughs> care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Okay. Now you can eat a pretty good pizza boy, but give me my due. I bet a pizza of gold against your soul. Cause I think I'm better than you. Oh, where did you get this? I love where you, that. Where do you think that's from? Have did you, you write it? that little poem yourself or no, no, Charlie Daniels wrote it. That's and, a Charlie Daniels. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't say pizza. He said yeah. fiddle. Oh, okay. Fiddle. So devil went down to Georgia. Sure. Yeah. I should have rec- I should have recognized that. I didn't. I'm so disappointed that you did. Yeah, didn't. I know. I know. That's a classic song. I mean, I'll admit I'm not a huge Charlie Daniels fan, even though I did meet him once in Nashville. But um, yeah, I should have recognized that one for sure. I'm yeah. so disappointed. Uh, maybe it was my beautifully, uh, my beautiful delivery. Uh, it was your delivery was, I mean, you're no weird Al Yankovic. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I am Polish, though. I will say this, <laughs> Tony. So, do you know what yeah. we're going to be talking about today? Um, so, not pizza. Okay. Uh, what are we going to be talking about? Well, first of all, I want to say, Dan, really quick, uh, I want to tell our listeners out there, I want to remind them that I have the perfect face for radio. That's why I do radio. So, that's, <laughs> I, I'm trying to justify my appearance here. And uh, the camera adds at least 100 pounds, okay? I want our audience to understand that. The camera's adding about 100 pounds, and I've never been properly, I've never been able to properly explain myself on video, Dan. I would say 50. Uh, is that 100 pounds between the two of us? Because I think <laughs> I only see about 20 pounds added on me. So I think, you know, listeners. <laughs> and my camera, I'm on a different camera, as you can see. So mine adds more. Wait, and of course. So, well, you you, now you can't get by with that line because people can actually (laughs) see that. uh, I know, I know. So, you have no idea what today's show is. I don't. You wouldn't tell me. Give you another hint. Can you see that on the screen? Ah, are we going to talk politics? Are we going to talk the U.S. Senate runoff? We're going to talk the U.S. Senate runoff in Georgia. Yeah, devil went down to Georgia. Ah, nice tie-in. We're not going to talk about politics. Tying it all in. Oh, okay. Pretty good. We're going to talk yep. about the markets and how they're going to how they're dealing with the Georgia runoff. Ah, okay. What do you think of that? I, I that's interesting. I didn't know that the Georgia Senate runoff uh, race was affecting the markets. To be honest, 
Ah, we, we did a show on election day. Remember that? Yep. How we talked yep. about, and do you remember what the main takeaway on the election results was? We didn't know at that time. I guess we, we, we actually recorded on election day. Yeah, so I think the takeaway know. was it's not going to affect the markets long term, but True. it could affect them short term. Wasn't that one of the points? Yeah, I, it, like Mark, I don't, you know, I have a lot of clients' money in the market, but I don't trade or help them invest based on short-term blips like an election. However, we did talk about how the makeup of the Congress, you know, Senate, House, and the presidency does impact historically long-term what the results of the market are. And we said that a, um, a split in Congress is better for the market than a full. Ah, That's right. That's right. You did. I don't recall. I'd have to go and listen to my own show, but I think that the best uh, outcome or the best, the the highest return for the market in history is based on a Democratic president, a Democratic Senate, and a Republican House of Representatives. Historically speaking, sure, and it 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 actually makes sense that the markets do better when there's a balance of power rather than one particular party controlling everything. Right. Because then spending goes through the roof. They're worried about, you know, taxes mm-hmm. and spending. But if it's a balance, uh, there's some checks and balances that keep them in line a little bit more anyway. That's right. Let's say there's there's more uh, gridlock. Really? Yeah. Uh, things don't happen as quickly. Oh, that's um, true. That's a good point, too. And so there is a sense of uh, certainty in a way when there's a split Congress, but with the Georgia runoff happening January 5th, 2021, in just a couple, couple of weeks from now, um, we're in a situation where that could change. We could have a full democratic house and a democratic Senate along with the democratic president, Democrat president. So we could have one party controlling all three. Yeah. Which, Except the judiciary, the, yeah, that, that branch, right. the, yeah. Right. But when it comes to creating laws and enacting fiscal policy, the ju- judiciary doesn't get involved. So that's true. You would see a environment where um, you can have some major change happen quickly. Yes. And, what and you're saying the, the markets don't like that. No markets like stability. Ah, they, look at that. They, they don't like unknowns and if you have a democrat control senate and house you could easily run yourself in a situation where things could happen and right now with the gridlock the way it is there's it's pretty it's pretty stable people know what's going to happen nothing's going to just come out of the woodwork real quick if there's going to be a change to a a law it's not going to happen overnight it's going to happen because there's going to be a discussion right if there were if the Democrats win uh, the Senate, then we're going to be in a situation where maybe that gridlock is gone and things happen a lot quicker. And that means there might be some instability, which the market does not like. No, that's so, that's a good point. Since the election, the market's gone up. So, you know, I remember in 2016 when Clinton and Trump were going at it, they're the consensus was the majority of the talking heads on all the shows said if Clinton wins, the stock market's going to go up. And if Trump wins, the stock market's going to go down. 
That was the consensus. And when I remember election night, and I talked about this in that election day show, um, I remember watching, I think it was like two in the morning when the numbers started favoring Trump and it was a big surprise in 2016, the stock market futures, the futures market tanked. There was a huge drop, uh, an amazing amount of volatility. And by the time the next morning rolled around and we started going up, it was really scary um, if you were involved in it, which most people aren't. You know, they have a 401k, they're not trading, right? But from a trader's perspective, looking at it, I was like, wow, this is is an opportunity. Um, And so people were wrong. The consensus was wrong. They said Trump's going to win. He's unknown. No one knows what he's all about. The market's going to tank. And quite the opposite happened. So um, a lot of people were saying if Biden wins, the market's going to tank because, you know, Trump was good for the stock market. Biden is bad for the stock market. And then look what happened. Um, The market's gone up since Election Day. Yeah, we've had record highs. So what's going on here? Um, They, I believe, and. I think this might be a good time just to make a quick little statement, Tony, that I'm not giving investment advice here. Um, A lot of financial advisors are on TV and they're telling you to buy and sell. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you some general guidance here. I am an investment advisor. I am a certified financial planner, but this show is not designed to give you, the listener, what to do, right? If you need to know what to do, you need to talk with me privately because I can then tell you what to do based on your situation. So. Not yeah, it has advice. to be based on everybody's personal situation. If you're going to give specific advice is what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. So the markets, I believe, have priced in this stability of a Biden presidency, a Republican Senate, and a Democrat House. Mm-hmm. They believe that that's probably the likely scenario. And so they price that in. So the markets have gone up because they're like, this is good. Gridlock is good. Right. But what could happen here, Tony? Um, Do you know what's at stake here? I mean, um, I I heard one congressman say, I think he said, you have to have the IQ of a root vegetable in order to not realize the consequences of this Georgia runoff. I'm not going to throw you under the bus here, but maybe I am. (laughs) Well, the consequences are huge because obviously uh, these two seats will determine who controls uh, the Senate. Right. I mean, that's That's the bottom. That's the bottom line. The Democrats are the Republicans. And, you know, each each side says if the other wins, it's, you know, you know, the the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. The party they're trying to convince you that, you know, the Democrats are trying to convince you that if you don't vote for the Democrats and if they don't win control of the Senate, you know, it's, you know, all bets are off, uh, you know, things are going to be terrible and the Republicans say the same thing. So, uh, you know, that's politics right now. So what are, we can't do anything about that, but, uh, you know, vote our conscience, I guess, and, uh, and, uh, hope the best man wins. Are you going to move to Georgia? Are you guys moving? I, to I am not moving to Georgia. So <laughs> there's that. Um, no, no. If I move south, it's going to be, I'm going to move right next door to you, Dan. Oh, uh, Headed to I, Florida. I, this, this, <laughs> this podcast is going downhill real quick. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's switch subjects. I'm to trying the, to uh, scare you. I'm trying wow. to scare you. Well, yeah. you know what's scary is that so much does ride on this election. Um, regardless of yeah, where you are stand politically, the fact that we're relying on nothing against Georgia, but the fact that we're the, the country is now looking just at these two Senate seats. 
I'm, I wouldn't yeah. want to live in Georgia. I'm sure the ads are relentless. Oh, can you imagine oh, the pressure down ball. there? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But right now, the two Senate seats are up for grabs. They have a weird system that if neither gets more than 50%, they have to go to a runoff. And that's what's happening in January. Right now, both seats are controlled by Republicans. But they are very close. And anybody, anybody that tells you they know what's going to happen, they don't know what's going to happen. No. I say that about the stock market. People don't know what the stock market is going up and down. If they say they know nope. with certitude, then they're just, they're lying. Nobody they, knows. Right. So I don't think anyone knows about the um, results of this election. However, no. I do think that the markets as a whole have a pretty good feel. They have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen. And so what we can do is look at what the markets have done. And I think that they've priced in a maintaining Republican control of the Senate. In order for the Democrat Party to control the Senate, they have to win both seats. And then we'll have a split in the Senate, and then the tie goes to oh, Kamala Harris. Yes, yes, Tony. The vice president. Woo. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. He passed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if there's a tie, which would happen if both Democrats win, then mm -hmm. it becomes basically by rule Democratic control. So if there's a split and one Republican wins, I think what we'll have is just a Republican controlled Senate and that will be good for the markets. Uh, here's here's the the concern, I think, Tony, if the Republicans hold, we're fine with the markets because they've already priced that in. But if we have a Democratic shift in power, the markets will respond. I think that that's not priced in because there's two main concerns of to the markets that if the Democrats win, and those are taxes and spending. You already talked about um, spending, so we'll get to that, back to that one. Let's talk about taxes. Sure. Um, what have you heard about taxes in general during the Trump presidency? Well, they're at record lows, basically. I mean, uh, it's some of the lowest taxes we've had with the tax bill that he passed, uh, that Trump, uh, the Trump administration got passed. It lowered everyone's or most people's taxes and lowered uh, taxes across the board, really. Um, however, uh, we've also been running up the debt and deficit. And people are saying if the Democrats get in those taxes, you know, they're set to that tax bill is set to end in tw uh, 2025, but uh, it could get changed a lot sooner and a new pack tax package could get passed by the Democrats. And then taxes would go up probably to help cover whatever plans they have. So, yes, indeed. And what's interesting about tax law, Tony, you mentioned 2025 is when their grant sunsetted out. But there's some there's a unique scenario when it comes to tax law in particular as opposed to other laws that the Congress can pass. And that is that tax law can be retroactive. So that what that really means is January 1st of 2021. Now you thought 2020 was bad, Tony, wait till it turns 21 and can drink. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> a good one. Good one. A friend of mine said, uh, I said, you know, we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, 2020 is almost over. And they said, yeah, but Tony, all that light does is, is illuminate how bad this tunnel is, how crappy it is. <laughs> that was their response. A little pessimistic. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Tax, but what's interesting is when it comes to tax law, if Congress decides we're going to raise taxes or do anything to taxes, they can make, make it retroactive to January 1st of 2021. So sure. they may not pass a tax law until the summer of 2021. And everyone's like, all right, then we know what to do. No, they can make it effective for 2021. Sure. So 2020 yeah. is over in the books and the law is the law. But going forward, we just don't know. And one of the, you mentioned tax laws, tax rates are lowest. And one of the biggest ones is corporate tax rates. Yeah. That's a biggie. And that's where Biden has already said, I'm going to bump it up to 28 yeah. from 21. Yeah. So if we have a Senate that is Democrat and Biden says, I want a 28% tax rate, you can bet that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So immediately yep. that brings to mind, all right, corporations are going to be paying more in taxes, which for a corporate earnings perspective we will reduce it and a lot of stock prices are based on corporate earnings and corporate success and corporate sure. growth so a tax rate would theoretically reduce the stock market prices which would mean if we have a democratic sweep in the senate in georgia we could see some downward pressure on the stock market as a whole and i think that's kind of where the big red flags are going off when it comes to the taxes yeah. Yeah. Good point. I, I And I can see what you're saying there. I agree. And that's probably what we're looking at, depending on what happens. And so that's why, as you pointed out, boy, it is really important. We really do have to look at what's happening in Georgia. Right. And then going back to what you said earlier about the stimulus is spending. I mean, everyone's spending money like it's going out of style. Um, but yeah, the government hasn't. I mean, it's not I, I don't see. A huge difference, uh, you know, and this is a political argument, but I think the Republicans under Trump uh, spending has gone up under every president spending goes up. So I don't really think that a uh, political party affects spending that much, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one party may claim fiscal responsibility, but if you look at the actual, you know, debt and, and spending, uh, it, politicians in general just spend money. That's why they have to raise taxes because they're not going to reduce spending. And I think what a better play is if you're looking at investing and thinking about how a fiscal stimulus package from a Democrat control versus Republican, it might impact different industries differently. That's so true. In, and especially if you look at the stimulus that is up in debate now, the second round or a fifth round or whatever round we're on. Um, <laughs> yeah. If we have a stimulus, it's good for cyclicals, which is a fancy word for like, you know, automakers, hotels, airlines, things that if you start putting stimulus money out there, you might see those get impacted the most. So yeah. we might see, yeah, the Democrat control of the Senate might lower the stock market as a whole, but there might be a passage of a stimulus package, which would then impact certain industries in a better or more positive in light. a positive way mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. of course uh, you're saying the spending is there no matter who more spending or borrowing in our case yeah, i mean i know that's arguable from which either side will argue that right. for sure yeah. i have a feeling though that the consensus is that a democrat controlled senate would lead to a more borrowing and more spending in general now it might be offset with tax revenue but there's still going to be borrowing until that tax revenue comes yeah. in Oh, and for who sure. Does, who does yeah. borrowing favor? Financials. The financial companies love it, right? They, all the one, all the industry itself loves when more money is being printed and spent. It yeah. helps them because they make money off of that. 
So that's the way you kind of look at this and play. <laughs> Another way to look at it is uh, democratic control might lead to more regulation in certain sectors. So we might have the Green New Deal or we might have more regulation on the energy sector. So you might see some pressure or volatility in that industry. And maybe there is a pressure on the healthcare industry to beef up the Affordable Care Act. And then you might see the insurers feel some pain there based on a Democrat controlled Senate. So I think in general, taxes are the biggie. But then you, if you're going to look at industries based on the Democrat control, you're going to want to be more specific and drill down. Yeah. Yeah. The, that makes perfect sense. I mean, line, yeah. Volatility is going to go up. That's the big yeah. yeah. If we have a Democratic control of the Senate, if the election goes right now, I think Republicans are expected to hold. I think that's the way the market's pricing it. Mm -hmm. But if we see over the next, you know, you know how polls go, though, right? Polls. Are, yeah. Are, but if we see their in, increase in volatility and then leading up to the election, I, I would say that's an indicator that the elections are a lot closer than people are expecting right now i think the expectation is republicans will hold definitely one but mm -hmm. if if that changes and you see some volatility and you see the market kind of cratering then there might be an indication that the democrats might get both hmm. interesting that's an interesting way to look at it i thought of looking at the markets uh as trying to predict and the outcome of an election but in this case uh, i guess watching the markets it is an indicator then Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So uh, and it is interesting to think, well, OK, if uh, Democrats, uh, you know, do get control, uh, we may see uh, some big dips in the stock market and more volatility. Um, and what you're saying is but it looks like what the markets are showing us and, you know, it, a lot of consensus expectation is for the Republicans to maintain at least one seat there. So. Uh, that'll right. keep a balance is what you're saying. Yeah, it'll keep the gridlock. It'll keep the the foot off the gas. Um, when <laughs> yeah. maybe it'll be like uh, when you're you did you you did you teach your son how to drive? Uh, yes, I did. Did he have a because I've my dad used to be a driver instructor. He was oh, a teacher, boy. And then he also was a driver yeah. ed instructor. Sure. And he, he told me he used to have a brake pedal on the passenger side. Yes. <laughs> yep, um, they do. So. If if it's like that, you know, if if we have a Democratic controlled Senate or a House and then a Republican controlled Senate, it's like they're driving in the same car, but one's on the gas and the other one's got a brake pedal, too. So they, <laughs> they could just, you know, it's going to be like jerky, you know, but that the market's like that because they're like, it's a right, great I'm, analogy. I'm gridlock and crash. Right. Well, at least yeah. we're not going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. But but it know, is gridlock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you have total control. That car can crash and you'll say, yes. the Republicans will say it's going to crash. Democrats will say, no, we're just going to be able to get to where we're going faster and vice versa. So, yeah, um, the markets, though, they love that low volatility. They love information to be known. They don't like unknowns. They don't like fast movements. So slow and steady wins the race for the market. So they actually like you're saying the markets like the gridlock in they Washington. Do. They do. Huh. Interesting. They, they, it's, it's a known entity. They know. Yeah. Right, we can, we can Which could explain why the markets have just gradually, if you look at the overall line over the last, you know, since since we've really had uh, a volatile um, partisanship and gridlock in Washington, which I'm going to say started around 
I mean, it really, I mean, it's always been around a little bit, but really Reagan and on in the Bush years and Clinton years and Mm -hmm. uh, Obama years, it just kept getting more and more separated and partisan, more and more partisanship, which created more and more gridlock. And the market keeps setting record highs. That could be one, you know, you know, that could be one reason for that. And if you look at the last time we had a, a correction, which was right in March, April, of 2020 during the coronavirus that was an outside event that was an unknown that was yeah. new news and that's what happens what are we going to do and then the markets tank or the extreme volatility because it's an unknown so i yeah. think we could expect i'm not saying to expect that if democrats win the senate but i would expect there to be some volatility oh sure right yeah. so but the bottom line is now's the time to revisit it so if you're sitting there saying oh my goodness now i'm scared because i think there's a chance that the Democrats might win, or you might say, oh, I'm scared because the Republicans are going to maintain control. Um, I think it's a scarier for the markets. It's scarier scenario for the Democrats to win the Senate. Um, So it's good to have a plan. What if that does happen? What am I going to do? Am I going to run and press the panic button? Um, No, you shouldn't. You should really understand what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Make sure you set up leading into it so that you don't panic if that happens. Because yeah. again, how you started the show, and that's the main lesson is overall, these are just blips on the bigger picture. You don't, right. wanna, you don't want politics to drive your investing philosophy. You don't even want to react to the market. You, you know, you can't be reactionary, period. And, but you, I think the key is, and, and this is always the punchline, but it's true, is that you have to have a plan and you have to work with a financial advisor like yourself, somebody who's a fiduciary who's going to be looking out for your best interests and make sure you have a solid plan in place that can handle the volatility. And that's what you do. I mean, that's how you help clients and that's how you're trying to help our listeners. But again, everybody situation is different. So everybody's plans got to be different. And I, I think that leads us to how you can help our listeners out there. Yeah, I would say generally speaking, I try to avoid mixing politics with my investments. And I, sure. I've had, and I'm not just talking about having political discussions with my clients, because we, we will do that. Um, and I have clients on both sides of that spectrum. But in general, the, la- the, the last time I really had some difficulties with clients was when Trump was going against Clinton and there was a lot of uncertainty and people were really scared. And there were people that were going against my advice, which was like, let's just plan for it. And let's just have a, let's just stick with the plan through. And the people that got nervous or skittish were the ones that really suffered the most typically. So my general yeah. guidance is don't panic. Douglas Adams, you know, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. Relax. And if you're really concerned, if you really want, if you, if you don't have a plan, if you don't feel comfortable right now heading into it, then you're probably going to panic. So you best to have a plan, know what you're going to do ahead of time. It's so cliche, right? Know where the exits are in the movie theater before you sit down to watch the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Because if someone yells fire during a movie, you're going to panic, right? And you're going to, so if you know ahead of time, you'll be fine because you'll just, and then you just got to watch out for the other people like Tony pushing around. All right, I'll get out. I'm going to, I'm going to bowl you over, Dan. Because there's going to be people that uh, panic. So that's what's going to happen. The people that panic are yeah. the ones that cause the market to be so volatile. So if everyone had a plan, we'd be okay. Right. So right. that's the takeaway. And, um, and that's the way I want to end it, Tony. If you, if anyone's uh, listening that wants to talk, 
give me a call, 888-508-5935. We're going to be doing these live in the future, so you can be able to actually go online and ask questions as we're- Openly mock us. Yes. Or ask questions, either or. I mean, I'm sure we'll get both. I'll have a filter so I, we won't have to worry too much about people beating on you, Tony. But um, yeah, so keep an eye on oh, that. It's going to be on Facebook and YouTube. But again, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the day. I hope you guys have a great holiday for anyone listening uh, this show, show before Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Enjoy that. And we'll be back, Tony, for one more show before the end of the year. And we'll try and have some fun with that. I'll let, I'll let Tony. All right. Talk. Ah. All right. Thanks, Dan. Great show. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.